0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Loyal. We are joined tonight by special guest, former soccer am star Rocket.
1: Evening, gents. Welcome, Rocket. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jack. Good, thanks, Sate. Good to see you yeah. both.
2: Yeah, no, no, thanks no, thanks for coming, thanks on, for coming on. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we'd like to go straight into it with our guests. Um, and if you don't mind, we're going to ask you a few quick fire questions, sort of ease you into it if you like. Um, but yeah, take do you want to start us off?
0: Yes, We'll go from there. Um. So you're well known as Rocket, but we'd like to know what is your real name and where did the nickname come from?
1: Mate, honestly, the amount of times I've been asked this question is really... (laughs) You know what? Do you know what the strange (laughs) thing is? A lot of my close mates still aren't sure of my proper name because I've been called Rocket since the age of six years old. A lot of people thought that, you know, Soccer AM gave me the nickname, but actually I went with the name already there, the nickname... Mm. And it's not the most exciting story, but um, I played in a football team at about under sixes, under-7s, can't remember what age exactly, but um, we had five, my real, my real name is James, we had five Jameses in our team, so our manager would shout, James! And we'd all look round, like, <laughs> Yeah, nightmare, it's not working, we what go. do? So we decided to just divvy up nicknames to the lads, and one lad got Vinny, because he played like Vinny Jones, bit of a big lad, mm. tough lad. He's still called Vinny today, strangely. <laughs> um, I got Rocket because I was the quickest runner in the team. I was a sprinter mm. back in the day. Um, And then it was Jimmy, Jamie and James. Yeah, so classic classic James classic. name sort of yeah. thing. But yeah. two, of us, two of us got nicknames that stuck. And the funny thing is I went to my secondary school with half of my football team. So everyone in my team was already calling me Rocket when yeah. I was to school. So when I got in trouble at school straight away on the whiteboard, you want James, it was, <laughs> was Rocky, staying late, like a teacher, man, honestly, my parents, even now, like all my per- parents, it's yeah. rock.
2: No I was going to was- ask you, what about your family,
1: um, and your partner, for example, okay. later. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this one person, my auntie, who refuses to call me, <laughs> she actually yeah. called me Jamie, so, do <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, good, good, one. good. Um, and on
2: that you said you 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 played when you were growing up. Was your particular position or did you have a particular style?
1: Was it just uh, pace? I was left back. Left <laughs> <laughs> back was yeah,
2: left decent.
1: Back. Yeah, I liked yeah. I liked that actually, because I liked um my dad played like left back, left wing, and he was always he'd take me into the garden and we'd just practice slide tackles and mm-hmm. tackling. Like it, that was the most like that's what he wanted me to nail. Like was just how to tackle someone. So Yeah. spent yeah. garden with him, just going, right, come at me, try and get the ball off me. And yeah, I actually really enjoyed playing left-back because on the odd occasion, it meant that I could overlap and go on a run, yeah, yeah. sneak in the back post, get myself yeah. attacked.
2: I'm um, a left, left-footed left left-back myself, so oh, yeah. yeah, I
1: appreciate a, it. <laughs> yeah, left-foot it, it just made <laughs> sense, you know. Left-foot yeah. Not not the best in front of goal, stick him at left-back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got I a left-foot.
2: Right,
1: yeah. I did yeah. right, I got to, I didn't play like semi-pro or anything, but I... Um, I made it into the league representative team with Steve Sidwell oh, and nice. Leon Britton. So, Steve nice. Sidwell, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. Arsenal, uh, Leon Britton, Swansea. So, yeah, um, had some decent lads, but yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't at their standard or abilities. Nah, that's that's I right. It eventually, but, um, yeah. but, yeah, I love my football. I, and on that, just yeah. so, I know we
2: spoke briefly before, but do you have a team that you follow or support?
1: Yeah, I'm a United fan, uh, Closet United. Uh used to go and watch Brentford for a few seasons. But mm-hmm. my old man was a, a big red for right. the glory years. And I was just, it was like, look, you're a United yeah, fan. Yeah. You're united fan. this fan, a choice. So I get a lot of stick for it, being a southerner, and rightly so. But the um, funny thing is, I married a Man City fan. And she was like, oh, big yeah. football. And when when I first met her, I knew that she was proper city. There was no way she was going out of a dirty red. So, <laughs> i told i was a brentford fan that time, <laughs> at that time like i'd kind of been to other games but i wasn't, mm. I wasn't but i waited three months into the relationship to drop that bombshell
0: and by that point you know too late too, too, late. Late. <laughs> too late yeah very good that's oh, perfect um obviously for a time on tv you've obviously met a lot of famous people we'd like to know who's the most famous person in your phone book most famous person in my phone book See, I didn't... My job wasn't actually booking
1: guests. So, mm. I've not got... I've not got, like, many... I've got Russell Brand is one that I've got in there. I've got John Terry. Uh, uh, who else have I got? I've got? I'll have a quick look, if you want. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go
0: for it. We won't ask, ask you to call him, don't worry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, going through him now. Oh, Beef, Andrew Johnson, golfer. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah good. We've got uh got... Who else we got? Tony Bellew. Yeah. Billy Wingrove. Bobby Zamora.
0: You got a few. Obviously, you got I'm a few.
1: I'm onto the Bs already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's quality. Yeah. So there's a few in it. Jamie Carragher. Uh, yeah. Jamie Redknapp. Probably. Probably some of the biggest. But yeah. Tubes probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's quality. Thank you very much. Um,
2: and most embarrassing moment on live TV.
1: For Mate, yourself. There's, been so, there's been so many. <laughs> so, the amount of times, right. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't an actor or like, I was yeah, just yeah, yeah. a kid off the street that got lucky, mm-hmm. got an opportunity, got work experience, got in and, and they would make me do some horrendous stuff. Um, Like dressing me up as a girl, making me come out as Sonia from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Trumpy, oh my God, yeah. that, that was horrendous. Yeah. That stuff. Was, it wasn't that bad doing that because mm. i just come out as a wig i do the line you've got Martin you've got to take responsibility for your baby <laughs> and I was off right job done everyone would smile. Yeah. smile <laughs> the worst thing was we had Natalie Cassidy on the show right they made me do it in front of Natalie Cassidy oh. and she was just like deadpan just like Nothing. She, said, nothing she actually said to me can you stop standing next to me can you stop standing next to me because I was dressed <laughs> uh, with the trumpet yeah, yeah. and I was like oh what are they like? <laughs> but honestly lads the amount of times that I died on that show where I, I <laughs> have to do a gag that was just yeah, yeah. funny and everyone and yeah. it was just a tumbleweed moment but Tim always used to say like it doesn't matter we will laugh at you it will be funny yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Even it's good for you look <clears throat> we will get behind you and we will make sure that you're not Alone yeah. out there, yeah. You know That's what telling. I mean. So, but
0: there were too many. Right, there. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Um, and the final one of the quick fire questions is: You're the dream athlete to interview or work with in in a media or something you have never worked with, but you'd love to do. Do you know what? I've never met Bex. David, really? Bex. never met him. Yeah, he's the only one
1: really that I've been like, oh, I'd love to meet Bex, just because mm. he's such an icon.
2: Yeah, of uh, course.
1: And I reckon you would have probably watched Soccer AM at some point growing yeah. up. So it'd have been interesting to to have a sit down with him, but yeah. Um, other sports stars, Ronaldinho. I do a big fan of Ronaldinho. I just to love the way that he's, I love his flair and that mm. he played with a smile on his face. I like players like that. Andre Conchelsea is another player that used to kind of mm-hmm. be. I was quite like that when I played. I'd always be like taking the piss out of my position, yeah, and yeah. I'd laugh, and wouldn't take it too seriously. I'd, like obviously, I would take it seriously to the point where I want to win tackles, mm. I'd win but I'd still kind of have a little ch- a joke and a laugh. And yeah, yeah, of course. I nutmeg them and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Get my legs nearly broken. But, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, Ronaldinho and Bex, I reckon, is not that my, uh, my two.
0: Perfect, yeah. nice. Right, so you mentioned there earlier that you um, were just a kid with a bit of work experience that got lucky on Soccer M. Can you yeah. tell us a bit how that journey came apart? Did you apply for the role? Did your school give it to you? Or yeah. how did that happen?
1: I was in year 10. I was in year 10 at school and the school divvied out work placements for all the kids. And I got two weeks in an ice cream van and I was like, <laughs> I'm not even into ice creams. Like I don't what's, <laughs> how's that going to benefit me in any way? Mm. So I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> mm. But I'm going to, um, I'm going to apply for my own. And I drafted a letter with the help of my mum at, at that age, because uh, my spelling wasn't the best. Attached the picture of myself, made it a bit colorful and just said like, what shows I was into a little bit about me and like what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. sent out to like ITV Meridian channel Four, ginger production, like loads and loads of production companies and sky sports were the only one that came back with an answer and said, look, don't normally accept students under 16. I was 15, but we like you later come along do two weeks in the edit suites. So I did my two weeks watching people edit cricket and tennis. Mm-hmm. And it was quite boring if I'm honest. And then on the last day I met Lovejoy. Fenner's, Helen, Sheephead, all mm. the old school crew, they were coming up with some new ideas for the new season. And I offered up some ideas, I said, What about this? What about doing that? Um, there was one idea that um, they were doing Helen's um, box every week. they were going to dove into Helen's box and pull something out. Mm. And I went, oh, I said, Oh, and I was only 15. And I went, Oh, you could do Helen's big chest. And each week, <laughs> and Lovejoy was Hello. like, oh, Yeah. Kids 15 and he's bringing ideas yeah, yeah. to the table. Um, cool. And then he asked if I wanted to work for free during the summer, which I just was like, yeah. I yeah, yeah. It. And then that was it, really. I was in I was in, and I was making teas for the likes of Noel Gallagher and just like proper pinch me moments mm. as a kid. I'm still at school and I'm rubbing shoulders with these A-listers and yeah, yeah. Uh, appearing on TV and yeah, it just snowballed from there, really.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. But like you said, you're, you're a young lad who's like you said, make your tea, and there's bloody yeah. the Gallagher brothers, or someone's standing yeah, next to yeah. you. Like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Ken, on that, with Socraman and you moved into that role, do you remember your first live show? You might not necessarily have been doing a sketch or a skit at the time, but was there a moment you like, if your first live
1: show, like, oh, I'm here,
2: this is it? Uh,
1: Yeah, there was. I do remember my first live show. It was in a tiny little studio, like, it was tiny. Mm. And there were three cameras in there, and the cameras literally had to kind of pivot. On like, there was no room. So we'd have yeah, a sofa yeah. on one end. And then over the other side, we'd have these lockers that we used to come out and do sketches and stuff. But I was obviously nowhere near that when I first mm. started. It was just kind of watching how it all like, evolved. Mm. And then um, and then after a few weeks, Tim said to me, do you want to be on the show? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> don't yeah, do I. <laughs> I? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, was go. I was absolutely shitting it. And all I <laughs> had to do, we had Nick Moran on from Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, and um, it was Tim used to do a magic trick every week, and this magic mm. trick was he had a cylinder round his arm, right, and he had a spike, and you you basically put the spike through the cylinder, and it had a tube inside, so it missed the arm and came out the other side, mm. and they put blood capsule in there, so when it went through, it looked like it was dripping with blood. Anyway. Mm. He was about to do this trick on Nick Moran. And then uh, he said, We obviously got to test it out. We always test it out on the work experience. We tested it out on Rocket earlier. And I had a bandage with a red dot there and a red dot there. Mm. I had to say, Please, sir, not again. That was my <laughs> line. Right? That was it. Anyway, I mm. said it, did it, got a bit of a laugh, not much. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then they went, Oh, we want it. It was good. We want to do it again next week. So they did another magic trick, this time with Noel Gallagher, funny enough. Yeah, yeah but they were going to cut off one of his fingers with this guillotine. And then I had to do the same line, please, sir, not again, with my finger <laughs> up and uh, And then that was it. And then suddenly I got true. like, got given Lobster Boy as a character and came out with the balls dressed as a lobster and a mm. lobster, lobster, fish, fish. And then, <laughs> and then all the rolls started to come and it was like, right, Rocket can do it. Let's get him in this, let's yeah. dress him like that. And I was like, oh, Did you no. feel like
2: you're getting picked on or was it all part of it? Well, the
1: there were times where... <laughs> It was dressed up as banter. And yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, they're literally just ridiculing me on the show. But <laughs> it, after the show, it was all kind of like, just, I'll stick an arm around you and you, you're a part of the yeah. gang. So you, you kind of took it, or well, I took it. Yeah. But I didn't mind it. I kind of actually learnt to embrace it and welcome it and because it was mm. kind of funny. If I was making yeah. people laugh, then, you know, even if it was at my expense, as long as I was brightening someone else's day and giving putting yeah. a smile on the face, then, I didn't really take myself too seriously at that age. I like to have a bit of a joke. Mm. So that definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Um, so when you finished school, did you then start at soccer in full time after you'd done that? And then did you snowball from there and you went your first official role? And so, like you said, you need to be a bit part of things.
1: Yeah, no, I had a couple of jobs prior to actually going to soccer in full time. Worked as a, uh, a party organizer at a leisure center, worked in a bar, did a waiter's job. But it wasn't till after college when I reached 18 that they offered me a full-time job and it wasn't actually a job with Soccer AM. It was a job at Sky Sports as an office runner. Mm-hmm. So my job was to go and sort the post out, go divvy up all the letters, clear edit suites of tapes mm-hmm. um, don't have tapes anymore. So I'll go yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, do, do all the um, the kind of dog's body work that I wanted to do at 18. And then a year later, I managed to get on board with Soccer AM full-time as um, like props Mm. Doing props, so ordering wigs, sorting out costumes, doing teas yeah, um, stuff like that. You know, just kind of props work. Yeah.
2: When you um, so like you said, you you got into so What was your? You sort of mentioned it before, but what was your first sketch? Sort of are on your own. This is all new. You...
1: Just probably lobster boy when I mm. came out dressed as the lobster. That was my first, it wasn't really a sketch. I can't really remember the first sketch. That mm. was kind of, kind of being a character, first proper sketch. It probably was the naturists. I don't know if you remember the naturists, but Not we sure. used, three of us used to dress up, well, undress as <laughs> uh, naturists. And it was Sheephead would be the dad, Fenners would be the mum, and I would be the kid called Little Dick. And <laughs> Sheephead would come out with mm. a beard, woolly hat, Socks and boots and nothing else on, completely starkers. And this is in front of this side telly, right? Yeah, yeah. On a Saturday morning as all well. All he's got is a map <laughs> covering himself, right? A map. Um, Fenners has got a long wig covering his breasts. He's got, <laughs> he's like that, that didn't exist, and then he's got yeah, um, yeah. a flask, a thermos flask in front of his privates. Yeah, and his yeah. Phrase was, um, "Would you like a coffee?" So Tim would. <laughs> <a drink?" laughs> Would you like a coffee? And Tim would be like, "No, no, you're okay." And <laughs> have A lunchbox, a plastic lunchbox. So I'd have the curly wig, hat, boots, socks, and just <laughs> the lunchbox. But I'm the problem really... is, like, the lights were so hot in the studio that my hands started to get sweaty. Yeah. yeah. I could feel the lunchbox slipping, and I lose. I'm like, I'm literally live. To, back then, we had no delay. It wasn't yeah, like, a yeah, day yeah. Day like there is now. There was no delay. What happened went out live. And my hands are just slipping and, like, the lunchbox getting lower and lower. And I can hear him in the gallery going, tell Rocket to move his lunchbox up. We can see (laughs) see the top of his pubes. I was like, shit, so I'm getting the lunchbox. Honestly, can you imagine trying to do that now? Uh, uh, No chance. Absolutely (laughs) no chance.
0: (laughs) And that was my first proper, like, like, welcome to Soccer AM. Yeah, yeah. you're here. You've arrived. Yeah. 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 That's, That's quality. Um, Over your 19 years in Soccer AM, you're involved in many different segments and sketches, like you've just mentioned a a couple there. But we'd like to go into a few in a bit more detail, starting off with um, skill School. Yes. Um, Was that your idea? Was that given to you as a thing to go, did the ball go play with it or how how did that
1: work? No, this was an idea that I'd had for, for like two or three years prior to doing it. Because I am a big fan of freestyle football. I did it mm. least a little bit. Uh, me and my mate we used to just when we when we just had cars, but nowhere to go, no money to do anything. We'd used to park up at a streetlight, put the tunes on, and just do skills, just pass mm. the ball to each other. So I was quite into freestyle, and I like break dancing. Back yeah. in the day, I like the tunes. I like break dancing. So I was like, why don't we go to academies? So I pitched this to Tim, but he didn't think, he didn't see it didn't didn't think it was going to work. So when Tim passed, I actually got the chance to do it. And it was just a case of getting two lads from academies to battle it out over three mm. rounds, best skill wins. Um, and yeah. And my the producer that took over went, go on, give it a go. Go and do it. And if we like yeah. it. And then um <clears that's throat> it the first um did the first one, delivered it, and it, it made the show for about four years, I think it ran. Managed yeah. to get I, right. On that though, yeah, you had
2: about okay, go go it. Yeah, you had some good yeah. players that now yeah, fabulous careers, didn't
1: you? Well, Jordan Henderson is probably the most famous one, but yeah, yeah. Henda, Raheem Sterling. Um, it was uh, who else was there? Was that there the uh,
2: Danny Ings one always surfaces in as well? Yeah, yeah. Danny always comes up.
1: Yeah, Danny Ings. Um, uh, I forget there was there was about five mm. or six of them, but um, did you but, think it yeah. was at any
2: point of time as well you'd go into a, a group of lads? and they'd be starting off and you'd
1: filming they'd be like, oh, you're actually not that good, mate. You have to so have to give it a
2: rest, yeah.
1: It was really hard, actually, to make it yeah. good telly because I'd rock up and all the lads would be buzzing. Like, I'd go mm. into the changing rooms and they'd be like, oh my God, fucking hell, skills school, rock <laughs> Yeah, single. yeah. All right, lads, who's got the skills then? Yeah. They'd all be pointing to like, because the boys knew who had, who mm. had a bit in their locker, but they weren't always the most confident of coming forward and saying, I've got a bit. So I would say, who's got the skills? And then this lad go, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I'd be like, is he... like? I'd be like to teammates yeah teammates, yeah, yeah. decent. Because the amount of times that we would start filming, bear in mind, I got given like a 45-minute window to film this, if that, mm. sometimes half an hour, because they were still wanting to train with the lads. Yeah, of course, yeah. So they'd get him in early. They'd give me 35, 40 minutes max. And then I'd, I'd start off and I'd go, right, lads, we we'll do the intro, done the intros, get the shots of their faces. Mm. Then it would be a case of, right, round one, take as many times as you need. We'll only Mm. put the best bits in. And then it was like, it was quite obvious early on if one of the kids Mm. couldn't do it. Yeah. Struggling. And then I had a really awkward, I had to make a call. So I'd be like Danny, for example. Yeah. I don't know if you can do this, mate. Like your head's gone completely. (laughs) I'd give him a a couple of goes and then I'd Mm. go, lads, who's the best? And they would this lad, this lad. And I I had to reshoot the whole intro again. It was horrendous. But Mm. I had to do it to make sure I got the best skills possible. Yeah,
2: of course, yeah. I'll be hopeless at it, So, yeah,
1: no, definitely. But But the amount of times that they would come up to me and go, Rocky, we've got this great celebration idea where, you know, mate, he rolls the ball and we all fall down like bowling pins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Those ideas are good, but you need the skills to back them up. Mm. If you can't do the basics it's Mm. very difficult to do an around the world and then do a bowling celebration. Yeah, yeah. I had to ban free tricks from skill school. I had to ban um, catch the ball on the back of your neck and take your shirt off because everyone was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I had to limit the amount of around the worlds because it was just like all I was seeing was around the worlds. And and there was another one as well. Um, But I can't remember what it was. I think it was, um, what was it? Can't
2: remember. As it, as in, yeah, it's interesting that they you even have to do that, like put little rules in and yeah, stuff. You just, like for that. us that see it, you just like I rock up and this, yeah, doing a doing the
1: skills and that. But yeah, there's but often, a lot more to it. Often I would look at the lad's skills and what they could do comfortably. Say so if a lad could balance the ball on his head, right, mm. and he's it on his head, but the lad last week could balance the ball on his head. Yeah. Exactly. So then I'm thinking, right, this lad can just got the skill. How do we make it different? So I'd, I'd tell one of the kids to go and get a chair. So he'd run and get a chair. And then I'd get him to balance the ball on his head, stand on the chair, fold his arms, and then fall back mm. into the crowd. <laughs> so stuff like that. Yeah, I'd yeah. Have to engineer yeah. and think of new ways of doing pretty and stuff. hundred times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I love doing Skill School. It's great fun, great tune as well.
0: Yeah, like it was. Say, yeah. Was that your choice?
1: Yeah. I had it on my <laughs> phone. And I knew that I, I knew it was perfect for it because it was like.
0: Did a little shy effect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Ooh, 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 just built. Yeah. And yeah, it was it you know, worked that, well, didn't it? Yeah, I'm going kind of the ball and that, like that. Yeah. that.
2: <laughs> <It worked laughs> That's well what worked. I remember. Yeah, the classic rocket, like throwing the ball and, yeah. and just standing. there. Well, yeah.
1: it. <laughs> good, skills, good stuff, mate.
2: I really enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, yeah, go on, cool, take You Got anything else? To add on the uh, skills no, that or? was it.
0: Um, apart from we um noticed that you can always spin the ball on the top of your finger at the beginning of it. Yeah. Is that a little party party trick of yours you've got? Yeah, you know what you've
1: got? Lovejoy used to do it actually um before a show. And I always I always remember looking at him thinking, that's so cool. It's such a cool thing to be able to do. It's just so nonchalant. When you can when you get it, it just looks mm. cool. Mm. So I had a little um like this rubber United football that I just used to knock around the house and I used to just pick it up and practice and practice and practice. But I spin it differently to other people. Most people spin it like that, do it mm. outwards. Whereas I can't do that, I have to push it up to get the to get the power. <laughs> but um yeah, it was something that I picked up over about a six-week period. Or just and then I thought, but the thing is, I made life hard for myself because when I went to like Stoke, for example, and it was just it was pissing it down with rain. Mm. I'm out there in my stupid little tie and shirt, and I'm and I'm I've got the lads, I've done the intro, then I've got to do Steve, oh, yeah Welcome to skill school. You know the rules, mm. three rounds, best skill wins. Let's get the lesson on <laughs> down. But the problem is when it's wet. It's so hard to spin a ball. When <laughs> yeah. Just, there's no like I can't get any, I can't get any fr- friction on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just spinning out of my hand, and then all the boys are like, "Come on, Rocket, come on!" <laughs> start, like chirping up, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I like it. But I couldn't not do it. I had to kind of yeah. make sure I did it on everyone. Um, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> you want to see a bit? I know you love. You probably want to see. If you've got, bit.
2: if you've got, that would be brilliant. Yeah, but
0: go for yeah, it. Go, go for it.
1: I don't. You know, I'm not, <laughs>
2: double, but um, I do like. <laughs> Oh, look, look at it. that so right, People watching me loving this <laughs> <laughs> Look at yeah. that Like you said Just chilling Easy. No worries yeah. don't even look at it Very it's good That's quality
1: Very good Oh this is something you'll like as well This is for the viewers This is this is old school This is a Soccer AM Oh yeah oh, ball. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember We used to give them out to the forces yes. yeah, yeah No yeah. I do, I the do. Pic-
0: They sent the pictures in as well didn't they? Yeah Yeah, yeah
1: very cool. good Yeah oh, That's best. quality Stuff
2: around memorabilia there. You got a nice little, you got a nice little setup, haven't you? There, with the canard chair, the few photos, and boxing yeah, it's, gloves and whatever. It's coming along.
1: It's um, it's more for my little boy, to be honest. It's like yeah. his extended playroom where he can paint and mess up and play football. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Not gonna get showered. <laughs>
0: the, remember, the memorabilia was always a thing for me that was always quite cool on the um, on the coffee table. Yeah. And I've sort of copied that in my own flat with a coffee table with some Arsenal memorabilia, and other football stuff um but it was one always thing i remember obviously so you had the the day da- the of donuts because then you walk out of tesco's without paying for some donuts once and um um yeah. oh, it, was, it was the villa player um uh, one pablo angel and they used to yeah. always have him on top of the christmas my dad always did that he saw it and he was like no i like that idea <laughs> i remember I Remember one year my mum came back from she was at shopping somewhere dad had changed it over and she went absolutely nuts <laughs> I love that. But who, whose yeah. sort of ideas was that? Was that just like you know, we saw you saw something that was like that has to go on there or
1: yeah, it was a mixture of things. It just kind of happened organically. You know, like there was a pot of gold dust on there, and there was like they had um a like a train, it was like a train horn thing that they used to blow. And whenever crew were mentioned, it would blow it and they'd shout, Diesel, and then the vent boys would pop up from behind the sofa and check <laughs> on for like 10 seconds. <laughs> so good. It it was like, and if there was a keeper. That we'd seen in like the sunday league or the lower leagues that needed a new pair of gloves because his gloves had holes in we'd then start a glove um like a whip round but like a um a charity for his gloves like donate we'll get him a new pair of gloves and so mm. a lot of stuff just happened kind of organically with that but mm. a lot of it was tim really and fenners and you know the the head honchos that were producing yeah. this show.
2: but on yeah so, so we'll, we'll see you on a saturday morning and on the soccer on the show and whatever and you're all making making people laugh and doing funny things but on a Monday to Friday what what was the Soccer
1: AM life like what was that job what did that entail well my job changed as the years went on doing props was probably the hardest job I'll ever have mm. because it was so many props when I was doing it so many costumes and wigs and the tashes for example when we they they hired um wigs and tashes from BBC props so these tashes would come in they were tiny about that big right 75 quid a tash Right? Yeah. It's so easy to lose. <clears throat> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: In a live show, and you're like, so the amount of times that I'd have to go to Tim and go, I've lost, I've lost four tashes. Mm. If you like what and we were on yeah. such a shoestring budget, that was that was really tough. I remember there's so many costumes and props, and you know, I had to I had a running order of the show, and I had to know exactly when things were needed. If Helen mm. needed a prop for something. In this part at this time i had to make sure it was there and she knew about it in the break i had mm. to make soccer i had t t-shirt I had to make sure like there were so many little things that you wouldn't think about yeah of course yeah. but if, if i hadn't done my job mm. it would be apparent on the show because yeah yeah definitely I might, it wouldn't be where it should be in the place and i used to sweat buckets and properly like oh i'm gonna get panic about me. a little a yeah, little yeah. tash but you know it meant more yeah but yeah as, as, back to your question what was the working week like so we would work tuesday to friday so mm. on Tuesday we'd have an ideas meeting every Tuesday. You had to bring at least ten ideas to the table, really? otherwise for that show or like for the for the season. Uh, for that show, for yeah. that for that week show. So trying to bring ten new ideas every week. Uh, yes. we're, that's that's hard. we were on air mm. forty-two weeks a season. It became <laughs> it became very hard. You saw a few yeah, like, yeah. ideas coming up from past weeks where you're like, oh no. You mentioned <laughs> that three weeks ago, and yeah. Yeah. So, why bring it up again? So um, <laughs> so Tuesdays was ideas meeting. Then Wednesday, it was all like, right, all hands on deck. It was kind of like making calls, booking soccerettes, booking fans, mm. going through footage. Someone going through the third eye shouts, going through mm. like hours of tapes, trying to just find some woman like spilling her tea or whatever. And then um, yeah. showboat, we would get like, we would all have to log games over the weekend. So we'd get divvied up games. Mm. Uh, we'd have probably have two games a weekend the spanish game and maybe a premier league game if you're lucky you then have to watch those two games and log them for nutmegs taxis showboats third eyes and, you'd and you And you watch the
2: whole game, game. Every, every oh wow
1: literally pen and paper just logging it time code yeah 21st minute a uh, woman in crowd um disappears yeah, yeah. <laughs> e4 blah 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 and then you'd have to send all your logs on the tuesday so the mm. lads whoever was digging out the showboats, the third eyes, the taxi, would just get all those logs and they'd be like, right, here's all my taxi time codes. Here's the games, time to go through them. So then it was yeah. like, and as the week went on, more ideas came in. Tim and Fenners were like, react, we were reacting to what was going yeah. on. In the- so, you know, if someone scores their 500 goal or whatever, we've got to do something on that. What do we do? Do mm. we do a gag? Do we do, you know, do we send a shirt? What do- so it was those ideas that would come late. Mm. That, that friday nights were killer because we would get in at 10 o'clock in the morning but or well, sometimes we wouldn't leave like i'd sleep in the green room and go out and perform on the show with no mm. sleep um you know we, the amount of times that i just they put us up in a hotel in the end because i lived like 45 minutes away so the drive on no sleep yeah yeah really. so yeah, definitely um, but yeah, so month, Tuesday to Friday and then Saturday show day. So we was all in at like, back in the early days, we was all in at five in the morning. Yeah. When I first started, it was a four hour show.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it was, it was a lot longer, wasn't it? And obviously over the years, it's, it's gone down and down.
1: A long, long time to be live on telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then as the years rolled on, it got cut down and down and down. And Yeah. It was, um, it was graft, hard graft. Mm. So, oh, you do software on Saturday. What else do you do? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm part of the production team, like we're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not just going, that's what with- I, yeah,
2: that's what I always think as well. that You, yes, you're you're rocket and you you've yeah. famous through the show and you've done your little bits and that were brilliant, but like you said, you were part of the production. You are like Monday, to Friday, or Tuesday to Friday, you are working your nuts off, probably yeah. trying to get it sorted.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. there. Was a, there were a few moments where I had a bit of a wobble, and I remember saying to mum and dad, I don't know if I can do this anymore, mm. like it's really starting to take its toll there mm. weren't many people in that team that lasted because of the high intensity the workload mm. what was expected it was more of a lifestyle than it was a job it was like you are part of the team mm. if we need you we need you kind of thing yeah. um which actually what what ended up happening is i ended up losing a lot of my mates at the time because every friday i was working and all the boys would go mm. out Friday night so what happened was they would stopped calling stopped texting yeah, yeah. I was working. Oh hmm. no, like, my mates were at university and they were having these crazy parties, loads of girls and booze, and and they're sending me videos. and I'm in an edit suite cutting yeah. best League Two goals.
2: Yeah. You watched hours of footage, just, you like, don't even what, want
1: to look at. What yeah. am I doing? Like these lot are living their best life, and I'm here editing till three in the morning the best goals from League Two. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I knew that eventually it would pay off or i was hoping i mm. was hoping it would pay off all this work rather them mm. and i was learning so much there's no experience like learning like hands-on experience being in the actual environment seeing how people do it how you generate mm. ideas um and that put me in good stead for like the jobs that i've had um yeah. prior to that, after that um, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah perfect yeah. um yeah. Another one of your sketches, or oh, um, gimmicks I'd like to talk about, about was the um, the hairy strikers. That was one of my personal favourites. <laughs> and Andy Carroll, when and you played Maron Fellaini. Yeah. Um, That was fantastic. I even remember when you signed for May United, I was like, is he going to carry on doing this? But that was yeah. it just made it even better, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: change shirts. Still, we, <laughs> yeah.
0: You said the, um, the Tashes cost £75. How much yeah. do the wigs cost? Do you lose any of them?
1: Well, back, I mean, <laughs> the times, the producers changed, times changed. They we weren't getting our props from BBC wigs anymore. <laughs> the budget yeah. like <laughs> drunk, yeah, and yeah. Um, it was like a twelve quid wig. I think from like charity. <laughs> I'm like a like, um, yeah. shop. Um, so yeah, the wigs and that back then doing Fellaini and that weren't weren't a lot, but um, <laughs> it was so odd because obviously he's Belgium. I can't do that. I can't do an accent. I'm not good at accents. They no. did a whole feature on it about rocket shit accents. So, <laughs> There was no way I could carry it off every week. And we no. done and deck like a few seasons before we decided to change yeah. the and we were both Geordies and we kind mm. of we co- we couldn't do those either, if I'm honest. No. But we felt more confident just going, How we Yeah, of- yeah. And just being like <laughs> But it's like, no people knew what was going on, but like you said, a
2: Belgian, a Belgian accent is a, yeah.
1: pretty, a pretty tough one. So. it's too too hard. So um they were just like fuck it, just make him Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> so that we'd get, we'd that made in. it even
0: better didn't it? Yeah. It was so it was so stupid, it made yeah. it so funny, that was why it was good.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was um <laughs> although it wasn't funny every week. I do remember mm.
0: there, do you know
1: what it was, right? I had to I, was, I had such a busy week. But also with all of the work that I had going on, my responsibilities were to write the hairy Striker sketches. So mm. I had to, I had to think about what we I had to find the gags, and each week, right. Bear in mind that I've got, to, I've got to do a gag, or we, no, we, we would set the guess up for the punchline of a joke. Mm.
2: So mm. I've got to
1: find at least two jokes every week and an opening gag. So three gags I've got to find every week that, yeah. are funny or make them funny. A lot of the times they weren't funny. But a lot of times I'd be like writing a script before we going out live on air, just trying yeah. to get a gag in, or something, like, yeah, just something. And it would go out. <clears throat> some some weeks it was brilliant, and I really kind of felt the audience in. Get like a lot of the like crowd were laughing, and I was like, oh, we this is going well. This is going. Some weeks I was just like, oh, just swallow me up. This really, not, <laughs> we would not have the right audience in, or mm. I'm the audience it weren't the audience. Folks, it was the material that we were using <laughs> yeah. it wasn't funny. Yeah. And it was horrendous. Yeah. But um, the worst thing was is that I used to be in charge of the social media at that point. So I would sit, I'd have the window to Twitter. So I'd be going through. And if we'd had a good one, it was great. Because they'd be like, oh, Harry Striker's brilliant this week. Mm. All about his accent, whatever. And it was all positive. And then when we'd had shit week, <laughs> I'm reading. The- <laughs> Abuse. Just brutal. Just brutal. Uh, oh
2: no, what am I doing? It? What are we doing? Uh, but again, though, it's like you said earlier, like you're just a, You are essentially, you're not an actor, you're not a presenter, Uh, you're a regular guy that's worked hard to get to that point and you're being thrown out into this. I
1: know, being ridiculed and just kind of dance monkey and it's just like, bad. Did you ever meet Fellaini? Yeah, go on. What's that? Did you ever meet
0: Fellaini?
1: Yes, I did meet Fellaini (laughs) when he was at Everton. I went and did a sit down interview with him. And it was when we were doing what I was doing at that time. Funny enough, is that every time he scored, we had the footage. Obviously, if he scoring, yeah. Whenever we did the goal wraps, for example, so when we showed the Premier League goals, we'd go like we'd always end with Fellaini's goal if he'd scored. But <laughs> we'd show the actual goal from the game, and then we'd cut in me in the same hour <laughs> doing the celebration, running, running around like. Yeah, and um, when I went and met him, he went. Hey you, I know yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> he goes he said he was he enjoyed it, he said it was funny. So yeah. Oh, that's was, quality, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: on the you mentioned briefly about d- dancing. Obviously, you can't can have a conversation with you about mentioning dance offs and and your incredible record at the dance offs.
1: Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I've robbed some of those. I got lucky. I cheated my mm. way to a couple of those victories. Um <laughs> thing is, it was so hard to dance off because no one enjoyed doing it. It was one of those things that Lovejoy invented early on, and it was kind of like mm. the humor came with making these middle-aged men dance that don't want to dance, <laughs> that would never dance on a night out. Uh. The club, they're not going to dance, but they're made to dance for fifteen seconds. Mm. And I come in, and obviously I'm competitive. If I want to win, like, but it was just it was horrible feeling. I remember it so well. It was like. I I liken it to kind of jumping out of a plane, doing parachute, like because there's a row of like 12 lads behind the the doors, right? Queuing up. Queuing up. And all the stink, like everyone's just, their arses are going, everyone's nervous. (laughs) Looking at each other going, I've got no moves. What am I going to do? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And then the doors open, it's into the lights and all the smoke. It's like, it's your turn. And you go out there and you're just like, it's just the days. And then suddenly you kind of see the cameras and everyone's just like, ah lady next to the camera just going like doing your countdown when it's the last 10 uh, seconds of that. and you're like yeah. oh my god I've still
2: got 8 I seconds
1: like, yeah oh I don't god. need that it's horrendous uh, when you did
2: the dance off and all the rest of it did you know the music they were going to play or was it yeah. literally in that
1: moment it was right you got that we, we knew about by about Wednesday we knew what the track was going to be um, sometimes it was it was good because it was just kind of it was like um the same kind of beat all the way through. So no matter when mm. you came out, you knew he was going to get a good bit of music. But there were mm. some songs where they would just have a lull in the music. Yeah, yeah. and you'd come out. And if you got like the fourth, uh... where the lull happened, because the, the draw was done like behind scenes, like in the office, it we would draw for your position. Yeah, <laughs> how mad is that a draw for yeah it's brilliant that. that's so good <laughs> and then you'd be like you would time it so you knew what was a bad draw so if you got number yeah. four and it was like the lull in the music where it just goes quiet and then yeah. builds up again for the next one you're coming out to dead air basically yeah just kind of like yeah you've got a <laughs> saying. just did like, you did you really
2: practice more. or did you think before like I'm going to do this on the Friday Off.
1: night or the first four dance offs I didn't I didn't mm. practice at all I just went out and just freestyled it and then I quickly learned that if you don't bring something to the table, it's just gonna be shit. So the first year that I thought outside the box and got called a cheat was when I used the Healy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember (laughs) the whole like pull myself along and then was like, he's rocking away and he's on his (laughs) cheating, Mm. but they didn't take that one away from me. Uh, they did take one away from me, which is where Lovejoy thought I was phoning my own number. Which I wasn't. I was, because um, the numbers came up, vote for Rocket, it's like, blah, 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 06 yeah. And I have calling my mum. I was only young and I was like, oh, did you see it? Was it all right? Uh. And he came out, Something the phone, he went, he called him his own number. <laughs> and the next break, he's gone, I've got some important news. I've just caught Rocket, phoning his own number. We're going to have to disqualify him. He got me on the sofa, we him, Rocket, you've been caught cheating. He's a dirty cheat, get off, he's <laughs> dead. And then I got the show uh, taken away. So um should have won seven, but um, <laughs> then, then, yeah, then we got the other ones, which was like coming out on the surfboard. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, and the bike. I yeah, just a human bike one with the fans. That was fast, yeah. wasn't it? I just thought I've got to get the fans involved to make it fun. Not <laughs> yeah. oh, dancing, mm. that's the thing. Yeah. Um, it was good fun. As,
2: just as the show grew, and like you said, the dance off was happening and things like that, your like, personal fame was was growing as well. Was that something strange that you had to deal
1: with or? did how did you do with that it was weird it was I was quite lucky because ninety nine percent of it was were it was very warm and it was like mm. oh we we love the show we don't you know uh rock us have a photo and it was all mm. very nice the one percenters normally when I'd be out in a football town like I went to Newcastle once Southampton not one guy came up to me and just kind of started on me for no reason just because his mates were there he was showing off yeah. And, I had a probably a drink or two. And... Yeah, he was, just, he was definitely boozed up and whatever mm-hmm. else. He was just kind of, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy's pushing me, starting on me. I got this, It can even go one or two ways. I either get into a fight with mm-hmm. him, and potentially lose my job. Yeah, fight. Mm-hmm. Fight. He's probably, you know, if there's if there's going to be a write up or anyone's going to get in trouble, it will be me, not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of I had to grow quite a thick skin and learn to just walk away, which is hard at mm. times when they're saying horrible things, they're looking for a rise. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another time I was at Brixton Academy and this guy went um like a couple of skinheads, hard looking, hard looking fuckers come up to me and were like, Yeah, do that love it dance that you do with the and I was with I was with like a girlfriend that I've seen at the time. And he was like, "No, do the uh, chimney sweep. The love it, love it." And I was like, uh, <laughs> "Come on, lads." Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I kind of just did it half-hearted. "Yeah, love it, love it, love it." And he went, "No, yeah. do it properly." Oh. And I was like, oh, "Shit!" Just ch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, trying I'm to enjoy myself here. So I was just like, "Oh, don't." Oh. So I was "I'm in Brixton Academy, going, love it, love it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <kicks> in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, it's not uh, something
2: you asked for, though, is it? It's not something you wanted when you when
1: you signed up. But no, it's, no, you yeah. don't. It's weird. It's weird, fame. Yeah. Um, or I wouldn't say I was famous, but I was had a recognisable face. It yeah. was. There were moments where, the thing is, right? It's very difficult to say no to someone who wants a photo with you because mm-hmm. they clearly enjoy what you do and they think yeah. that you're someone that will impress their mates or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so there were times when I was on holiday with my wife in the early days when we were first going out. And we'd, we were in um, Cyprus or somewhere on holiday, and we sat down, we're having a... Like, our meal was just literally arrived. We've got our food in front of us. And his big skinhead goes, Oh, Rocky, come here, I want a photo. Oh. And he hands his phone to my wife. And yeah. she had quite a bit of it already mm. that holiday. And I just saw her face just kind of be like, oh, can we just not have one meal? Like, mm. And I feel for her, because I didn't say... No, sorry mate. Let just, mm-hmm. not, we just got here, we're just gonna have a look. I just got I can't do that. I just couldn't no, be that like yeah. you know, photo, I'm gonna give it a photo, but um there were moments where it was a bit tricky at times. But look, like yeah. I say, 90 percent it was golden and loved it and you know, everyone was really nice.
0: Yeah, no, of course. Um just going back to the dance a bit quickly, you've got the um famous tattoo, haven't you? From all <laughs> your <Yeah>. victories. <laughs> can't How do
1: that's another thing my missus was fuming at because I didn't really care <laughs> about it. Mm. What happened was, um, it was the day of the dance off, and I was on the social media doing send us your worst football tattoos. And we were getting some horrendous ones like pictures of Alan Shearer that looked nothing like Shearer. And I was, my job was to show the best ones on the telly. And Helen said, Rocky, if you win today's dance off, we get six stars tattooed on your ass. And I went, Yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. Mm. When you said it now, you said it. And I was like, Yeah. Anyway, won it. And then the first thing she said is, you're going to get your tattoo. You're going to get your tattoo. And I went, well, we'll see. We'll see. And then I got like probably about 100 emails of people going, you better get that tattoo, you little prick. You said you were going to get it done. You've got to that word. You can't back out now. You said you'd do it. You said you'd do it. And I was like, oh, no. So I went to a little tattoo parlor in, um, in Tottenham, actually. And the guy there did the six stars on my arse. I'm glad I'm not going to shout to you because it's not. No, a, uh, don't. <laughs> it's a
2: family show. Family show. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tattoo story. Uh, uh, but yeah. on
2: the like, who you worked with, Helen and and even Tubes and names like Baby Elvis and people you mentioned, but there were lots of characters, lots of big personalities. Is that something you think helped definitely helped the show and and helped you as a group?
1: Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah we were lucky. We were. They were lucky in the early days. The the fact that they had people like Sheephead. He was brilliant, mm. like that dry northern sense of humour where he just kinda of like deadpan and yeah. Very, very good. Fenner's as well, one of the best mm. character actors out there. Even now, I still think when he does a character, he absorbs himself into the character. Mm-hmm. He's honestly he's so good at it. He's so like he doesn't break character yeah. for a second. And yeah, yeah he's fantastic. To so have those two people and then the likes of tubes and myself and you know, Smithy came a little bit later, but yeah, obviously. Um but um yeah I had a good tip Robbie Knox Tramp mm-hmm. one, you know Fixtures Man and all that yeah. it was we had the real good like little team of performers and then you had the was ones good-
2: that
1: didn't want to well, do mate. it yeah, yeah. was it really good it. socially as well then like the outside of work life yeah to be honest there were some great um great socials mm. we didn't really spend weekends together because we were so knackered on the Saturday yeah cool. but we go home and sleep but there were times where we got to go to cool gigs, like I went to Noel Gallagher's 40th birthday party. That's like... Yeah, that's a bucket, that's bucket list. That's bad, is it? I had a dance-off with David Williams. had a wee next... To, <laughs> a wee next to um, Paul Weller and Liam Gallagher and I'm in the middle, just like...
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> Brilliant. It?
1: James yeah. Coulter, yeah. There. there was loads of like... And it was just like one of those moments where you're like, this is mad. And, mm. you know, going to parties with Kasabian when they're at the peak and mm. just being part of their like entourage and... It was just like a different world. Those like, yeah. I'll tell you one of the coolest things that I did actually was um, as part of like the Soccer AM team was play at the new Wembley. When the when, when Wembley got demolished and rebuilt, mm. we played in the very first game. There was Unreal. us, Son and someone else. And I set up, I believe, the first ever goal to be scored at the new Wembley from a corner. Stuck the Unreal. ball. Yeah. Oh, I think Even that, Yeah, that's brilliant. I think DJ Spoonie put it away. But um, <laughs> yeah, great, great.
2: That's
1: great. And one thing that I am like, I've got to mention one thing that I, is like a proper bucket list here, I managed to score at Old Trafford, play at Old Trafford. Like, what a dream come true! Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you and give me a big celebration or? I was just, do you know
0: what? I was, celebration was, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. You know we have Wes Brown on our team, and um, mm. arc, and it was made up of like like influencers, and um. I've got the nod to play and yeah, just scoring that goal. It just sat perfectly and just stuck it like it. pretty much. And I was just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> done it. That's cool. <laughs> um, you mentioned there are quite a lot of famous people on that. Um, would you be able to tell us a story about the your best or best and worst guests that appeared on the show? Have you got a yeah, iconic story I, for both?
1: I always say this that we had so many great guests, like from Ray Winston, Gazza was always good, Stephen Graham. Um there were so many like regulars, like like Razor was always good, and mm. but uh, there's one that stood out for me because in my eyes he was like a proper like American A-Lister. And we'd had a few Americans on. Well, I say A-Lister, probably probably not A-Lister, but anyway, Mr. T came on, right? From the A team. <laughs> a lot of your viewers won't know who that is, but Mr. T. Mm. Um, famous for Ain a, ain't getting on no plane and uh, <laughs> those catchphrases right we yeah. had some Americans come on before and they were like say if they were in Star Wars or something as an example they'd be like right I don't want to talk about the new the Star Wars any Star Wars films I only want to talk about the new stuff I'm doing so mm. I want to concentrate on this, this this and we'd be like hold up you're famous for being old, Star Wars like we've got to yeah, yeah. we talk about that Mr yeah. T he came into the set and he was just like larger than life really bubbly character had time for everyone and anyone Photos. Yeah. He was getting up in the ad breaks and going to speak to the audience and being doing his catchphrases and getting <laughs> out, doing like it was like a one man show. I was like, this guy, yeah. guy's next level. Like he knows how to, <laughs> he knows what we want, and he delivered. Then you have not bad, but meatloaf. Right? I don't want to cuss it because he's now not yeah. with us any longer. But uh-huh. he he completely took over the show. And bear in mind, we'd spent the whole week getting VTs ready, features. We'd put a lot of work into the show to make it the best it can be. He wouldn't shut up. He was on the sofas. He was round the back. He was going, hey, what's this? What's this? Uh. Just completely like, you know, when someone's just like, it starts off funny. Mm. And then after about about 10 minutes, you're like, we're just having to drop feature after feature. Um, All I'm hearing in my headset is Nutmeg Files gone, Showboat gone. Oh. Um, you know all the sketches, the gags gone, gone. Yeah, yeah.
2: And like you said, you've been working on that not personally, but, but all working all week, and then suddenly this this boat comes on.
1: Yeah. yeah, and you just kind of took over. But it was good. It was good and bad. It was good because it was it made a different. Like everyone was just like, I think um, social media went mad. It was still mm. quite early, like that, but everyone was like, oh my god, we were, like trending. Mm. Sogran meatloaf so or Sogran, which is what you wanted. But um, yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit much. <laughs> And then oh, the only sure. other time was um, where <clears throat> uh, oh Mel, Mel B, she, she was actually doing hairy strikers and she didn't like <laughs> it. It was like a cigar cigar joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she basically walked off during the show and went, uh oh, I've had enough of this. I'm going to go and get some chicken." <laughs> she didn't come back, and we had like a whole part of questions to yeah. ask her. She just left. Ah oh, dear. So, yeah, uh, that was it. She
2: was gone. That was that was, was the she end of the middle.
1: Halfway through, she's like, no, "I've done this show. i gone." Oh, so there were quite a few moments where mm. you're like, "Okay, now what? What do we do now?" Yeah, life? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Mm. But yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, have you got anything else to add on Soccer AM there, Jack? Or no, 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 no. Good. Yeah, loved it. All the S- nice little about. stories
2: so, and little bits.
0: So, um, yeah. after 19 years, Rocket, um, you decided to go on to a new career path after Soccer AM. Um, can you tell us um, what your next path was or what was your, your next job you chose to do?
1: Yeah, so um, 19 years anywhere is a long time. Obviously, I mm. love my soccer AM, but uh, I think in any job, you get to a point where maybe opportunities are drying up or, you know, you feel like you've reached the kind of ceiling of mm. what you're to do at that place. And I just, I really wanted to move over to the social media team and be the bridge between the social team and the soccer AM team, because they were two completely, even though they were called the same thing, they were two completely different entities, and it wasn't marrying up. So I went to the guys at Sky and said, "Look, I still want to be involved, but let me let me go over to the social team because I just give me a camera and an editor a week, and I'll go and produce features. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I've been there doing it. I know what works." And they went, oh, "There's not a role for you to do that. There's no job vacancy if you to do that." Mm. I said, "Like I basically said, well, I'm going to try and look for something else then." And I don't think they believed that I would. And then, mm. strangely, I got um, a DM that day from a guy that owned Joe Media. I don't know if you know the social platform, Joe. Mm. Yeah. Um, he messaged me saying, um, are you happy at Soccer AM? And I put, not really. He went, let's have a beer. And next thing I know, we've had a chat and he's said, come over and work for us as a producer. So I went over and produced the show called Total Techers, which was mm-hmm. like a five-minute show where... Um just got like celebrities on, did like a few skill challenges and um and yeah, and it actually managed to win a British media award off the back of that. So I was well chuffed with that and yeah, three years at Joe and then um company went into administration. So um I was then at like the start of the pandemic without a job. Yeah. So I had a year without work, which is probably the hardest year of my life because yeah. I've got a new family, a house that I need to pay a mortgage on. I thought I was going to lose everything, basically. And it was like a real tough year. And then um, managed to get a job at Gimme Sport, who owned the largest sports Facebook page in the world. And they managed, they said, come along and do a bit for us. Half the salary was on, but I just had to mm. get a job. And then um, did a year there. And then Mola, the company I worked for, um, actually, funny enough, it wasn't Mola, it was Dean Saunders, ex Liverpool legend. Dean Saunders called me up mm. and went, um, Rocket, what are you doing? Do you want to come and produce a show for me? I was like, sounds good. It's gonna be difficult mm. that while I'm doing what I'm doing now. And then the following day, got on a call with um the, the main guys at Mola, and they said kind of how much to get you over, which I was like, just put on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to pay for <laughs> that. Yeah. And then, um, next thing I know, I'm in the door and I'm I'm producing content for Mola. Which what is, is Mola
2: sorry, is Mola a is it a TV channel? Is it a YouTube channel? What is no. it? Subscription.
1: Yeah. So Molar, they're based in Indonesia. Right. They're um, they're a streaming platform, a bit like a Netflix, but they're massive mm-hmm. in in Indonesia, and Malaysia. Um, they have started to branch out into the UK, and Italy. So they're they're kind of a global brand, and mm. they're just looking to kind of put the Molar flag in. They had the Premier League rights till a couple of years ago. They seem to have a bit of cash. And Mm. they want to um, they want to make good good shows good content. Mm. So I've been over I've been there for just over a year now, and um, a couple of the shows that I've worked on Pub Talk with Ray Parler Mm. and um, Alan Brazil, Mm -hmm. and managed to get the likes of Tyson Fury, Noel Gallagher, Piers Morgan. I've had some real big names come on the shows, turned them into podcasts and YouTube shows. They seem to go been going quite well. Having a little pause at the moment and we're going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Dean Saunders show, Soccer SOS, yet to air, but got some great stuff.
0: From
1: nice. the show. It's we've
0: brilliant. had Dean... a look at your... Sorry, we've had a look at your Instagram as well, we've seen you've been doing some stuff with M- MMA as well. Yeah, but so that's what I'm good. currently
1: doing. I'm currently working on an MMA um, fight academy. So mm-hmm. Dean Saunders show is about um, getting struggling Sunday league pub teams who are like bottom of the league, about to get relegated. Dean has a week to turn them around. So we have two training sessions, takes them out for a curry... Chats to the lads, gets into like why they play for the team, like a bit yeah. of mental health, but mainly just having a bit of fun.
2: Yeah. 26-minute
1: yeah. show, and it's jam-packed full of funny bits. And you watch the, we watch the game on the Sunday, watch them lose, and then two training sessions, a night out, and then the final game on the Sunday where they must win. It's a must-win. <laughs> you know, they've lost like 20 games in a row, and then yeah. it's a game. So it's that's a really good show. And then, Yeah, MMA Fight Academy, which I'm working on currently. Uh, it's based in San Diego, so I'm going back out next week. Uh, for two weeks, went out for three weeks. Paddy, Paddy the Baddies, over there. Mm-hmm. We've got Cage Warriors, so we've teamed up with Cage Warriors, who are like a feeder to the <laughs> UFC. And what they're doing is they're, they're scouting the best fighters from Italy, Indonesia. Like, we did tryouts in Bali, so I went over to Bali for a week. That's bad, all the is it? Fighters. Oh, mate, it's unbelievable all these mm-hmm. fighters doing the tryouts and then they kind of hand their favourite six. Did tryouts, European tryouts in London, invited the Italians over and the, some of the English boys. And out of that, they picked 12. So they ended up with like 20-odd lads. And they're going through a three-month extensive training camp where they're learning from the best, learning from Paddy, learning from these great coaches, mm-hmm. really being put through their paces. They're getting paid to be out there. <laughs> and then at the end of the three months, they all get a fight. And if they win the fight, they get a pro MMA contract with Cage Warriors and a share of $50,000. Yeah, very good. So his his quality is really heating up at the moment. Mm. As I say, it'll be like the final two weeks before their fights. And we've got some real quality fighters there, like some real hungry lads. Do you Um, fancy it in the the ring or? uh, Mate, this honestly, (laughs) I'd last seconds. (laughs) you, uh, You have to be so fit. Yeah, it's not, yeah. First of all, you've got to be able to take a punch, which mm. I've got last year. There's no way I'm taking a punch. <laughs> um, and then you've just got to be so physically fit because it's the grappling and the 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 wrestling, mm. getting yourself into a position where you can get land strikes, <laughs> is so it's so technical. I don't think people understand how technical it is and the discipline that comes with it. Because when going into it, I was like a bit of a UFC fan, but mm. didn't really know much. I knew Conor McGregor. That was probably about the extent. Yeah.
2: Of that.
1: <laughs> and I thought it was quite thuggish, a sport, going into it, because it's, like, people knocking ten bells of shit out of each other, mm. like, elbows and fists. Yeah, and like. yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I actually got into the camp and I saw, the like, the level of respect that everyone has for them, like, bowing before they go on the mat and, you know, and the training. These lads are properly going at it, kicking, like, kicking each other. And then, mm. the, the timer goes, they're, like, shaking hands. And, yeah. like, how do you kick your head? Yeah, how can you do that, yeah. <laughs> but, honestly there are and now I watch it and I see fights where like mate, he's been knocked out and they'll stop straight away and they'll make, they'll put her arm around you, You're right. You're right. Like, like, it's like, obviously there are some that don't, but it's fascinating sport. um, Because it can be over in seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's like, I've learned a lot doing this show. So that's, that's yeah. what I love about this job. Right. As long as I'm learning and doing and like evolving and adding like feathers to a cap where I can mm-hmm. kind of, just better myself as a producer, then Mm. I'm happy. All the times that I'm stagnant or feel like I'm standing still or even regressing, going backwards, that's when my mental health starts to take a bit of a knock. Mm. That's what I had the last couple of years of Soccer AM. I felt like I wasn't progressing. I'd gone backwards. Mm. You know, I wasn't like being challenged. It Mm. was kind of just going back to doing the basics. And that's when I start to kind of get down. Like now, I've got a buzz because we're producing great content we've got like i'm in and amongst it and i'm i'm kind of i'm learning how to put together a reality tv show which i've never done mm-hmm. so it's all a massive learning curve for me and yeah. yeah hopefully i can continue learning and you know doing cool things yeah you got I me mean, it sounds like you've got a lot going i'm sorry
2: Tate, but yeah do you you think you're from the old old days and like you said you the guys good brothers and whatever else you've do you think you could work with people you've you've had in the past or you've got plans to meet people yeah, well, and do
1: things? The good thing about being around those guys at a young age mm. that when they do come on the likes of Pub Talk, where mm. I'm a producer, straight away they're like, ah, oh, fucking realise you were doing this, Rocket.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And straight away they're at ease. They're like, mm. oh, I mean, like, not good hands, but they're, they're familiar. It's a familiar setting. They know mm. that I'm not going to stitch them up. They know that I'm going to make them look as good as I possibly can. And straight. And I think that enables us to get a lot more at there. Like their guard comes down. I've met Vinny num- numerous occasions and he's always, always have a bit of a laugh. And he came on to talk about the passing of his wife. And honestly, okay, now, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Like yeah, every yeah. Kind of gallery was just bawling because it was so sad. Mm. And I feel like, we have minimal people in the studio. We just have Alan and Ray. I'm in both their ears, kind of giving them follow-up questions, trying to make mm-hmm. sure they stick to some kind of script. And, yeah, I think, like, Vinny really opened up in that interview because he he felt like he was amongst mates and friends. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when no one's going to, like, ridicule him or try and trip him up, or it was kind of like, he just poured his heart out. And we were yeah. like, oh. like, this is one yeah. of the hardest guys in football, Vinny fucking Jones. And I <laughs> like movie star and he's coming in and he's being so open and honest about his feelings. It was a real breath of fresh air for everyone. And then you forget that
2: you're actually creating a a TV program or it's going out on the internet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're filming. You're So like, wow. In the moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, You just kind of like, bloody hell, this is real powerful stuff. So yeah, that was, um, I definitely feel like it helped kind of being around these. And also it helped me in how I speak to them as well. You know, if, if I hadn't had that upbringing on Soccer AM where I was surrounded by, by A-listers, I'd mm. probably have been a lot more nervous when going through questions with people like Noel Gallagher because he's so iconic and such a legend mm. and a big fan of his music. If I hadn't have met him prior, I'd have probably been a bit like, uh, is this okay? Is this okay? Whereas I felt like I was just chatting to a mate going, mm-hmm. right, no, this is cool, you're happy with this. I, it was just a lot more chilled.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So. That's good. Yeah.
0: Now You mentioned there earlier that MOLA TV was a streaming platform and obviously you mentioned a, lot, a few of the shows you've been doing and it all sounds fantastic. How can the listeners in the UK watch it? Is it on, on app or is it? Or can you watch it on your smart yeah. TV? Or... It's difficult at the moment because how we do it
1: at MOLA is we make the shows and then we try and find a platform to put them on or a brand to kind of sponsor it or like endorse it or whatever. So we make the content and then we kind of tout it out So the pub talks went on YouTube because we were still trying to work out a strategy and they all sat on YouTube, got big numbers and they've Mm. kind of, they've been bought down for now because we want to see if we can get someone else to take them on. Um, So yeah, we have a MOLA app, which Mm. you can watch, but there's not much content on there for a UK audience as of yet. We're kind of working on it. So it's still early days, but Mm. eventually, you know, we'll have Soccer SOS on there. We'll have the MMA fight academy on there at the moment mm-hmm. the MMA fight academy is very much social based and we are going to have episodes that sit on the Mola platform so if you are interested in watching the full eps i would suggest downloading the Mola app creating a login it's free yeah. it's free to do in the uk it yeah. costs money in indonesia and i think it might be in italy but at the moment it's free so yeah definitely sign up have a look at Mola, and then there's good content coming perfect love it
0: um is there anything else you wanted to add to there, Jack? Or
2: no no, all good yeah, sounds very good and no I'm, all, I'm happy, mate. Yeah. That,
0: that's perfect. I think we've so third
1: episode, lads. How did that how did that compare? Was it all right? Ah, it's been brilliant. fantastic,
0: yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Loved yes. it. Yeah, it's been good. So um we had one final question, Rocket. Okay. Um I don't know if you've um had any talk behind the scenes about a one final appearance on Soccer am but um for the final show. But did you think you'll return for one last dance off?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think I'd do it i honestly don't <laughs> think do it um would, would people want it i feel like some of those sometimes those things are better left in the memory yeah but, yeah they would, they you know are, what i mean very like, true. Be, when you try to recreate stuff it's 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 very easy to go well i think that fell a bit flat didn't it? i didn't really work mm. what's funny is i remember everyone has rose tinted glasses when they remember soccer am for a lot of it was a bit like a bit naff in places mm. like but people remember it for the good bits mm. so
2: yeah. sometimes you remember I, yeah exactly you remember your dance off your whatever moments happen definitely. you don't remember the 3 hours after it or before it or whatever yeah
1: no, no it's um yeah it's i don't know i think it's best left i don't think uh the thing is there's so much changed over the years with soccer M as well like you had your love era with mm. Helen. Fenners and Cheaphead and Robbie and Tubes and me and then then it changed and it was like it was like the Rushton, Max Rushton, Helen Chamberlain era, where it was a bit more wacky, a bit more mm-hmm. childish. Um, which I didn't want, but it was kind of like I, I was I was in or I was out. So I kind of went along with it. And then it kind of changed again when Fenners took over and it became a lot more about the music and a bit mm. more old school soccer aim in a way, um, mm. more about the guests and like and the drills and the things that Bullard did and so you got three very completely different shows yeah it's very difficult to merge those three for a final show if you know what i mean like i don't i can't see it happening but yeah, um, no. i will be i definitely be watching the last show though if if it is yeah hard. of course yeah not, not been 100% confirmed that it's definitely going to no. if it is yeah i mean what a journey 20 28 years 29 years yeah. like, yeah. it's not going really that long yeah, a long time. it's a good effort, it's a very good effort. Yeah,
0: so, um, <clears throat> not looking likely to get a seventh star. Then I tattooed, <laughs> no, definitely not.
1: Definitely not. Uh, I'm married with kids now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. Man. <laughs> man. I started when I was yeah. 15. It's all right, if <laughs> those moves out when you're 19. You know, I, there's one yeah. where I jumped through my leg, like I had to hold on to one leg, jump through to the other, doing like pulling myself up by the back of my shirt and spinning. Mm. Yeah, those days are gone, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic right um uh, now thank you very much for coming on the show uh, the listeners will absolutely enjoy that love to yeah they will love it do that. absolutely, absolutely love um it. we'll drop all your socials down below but if you just wanted to say them out loud for the for listeners that are listening then then we can we'll, we'll tag you in all the content and whatever yeah i'll let you boys do yeah, can, that yeah, yeah. yeah so everyone can can follow you down below and and whatnot um no that'd be fantastic anything else jack
2: no perfect no. loved it thanks for coming on again yeah. And I'm sure everyone listening and watching, I'm sure they've absolutely loved it as well. So, yeah, appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, Rocket. Thank you. Thank you. Very Thank much. you.